When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lux presents Hollywood. The Lux Radio Theater brings you Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland in Martin of the Movies. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Cecil B. DeMille. Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. On Monday nights, after our curtain falls and our stars have gone home, the staff usually hangs around for a while to, to cut up the show, pick out all the flaws and see where we made our mistakes. One Monday night a few weeks ago, I accused the boys of having failed to startle me with anything lately. They were all ready for me. They said, let's put Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland in Merton of the movie. That was a startler. It happened that our two stars had just finished their picture, Babes on Broadway, at Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. So here's Mickey, here's Judy, and here's Merton of the movies. And I suppose here's an audience that's wondering what's going to come out of it all. Well, move over, brother, and make room for us. Nobody knows when youngsters as lively as these two are concerned. But most of you will remember that Merton of the movies was a triple hit as a novel, a play, and a motion picture. It's the amazing story of what happened to one movie-struck young man who exchanged the comparative calm of a general store in the Middle West to the incomparable hurly-burly of Hollywood. In Hollywood, the story of obscurity one day and fame the next is an old, old story. It's just as much to be expected as the sight of dancing girls, pirates, or Eskimos on a studio street. Or, of course, Lux Toilets open the star's dressing room. But to be a real success... You can't be famous just in Hollywood. It's the rest of the country that really gives the star rating both to an actor and to a product. Naturally, we value what Hollywood says about our product, but we think just as much of the opinion of the housewife in Seattle, the stenographer in Philadelphia, the schoolteacher in Dallas, and the salesgirl in Des Moines. Lux Toilet Soap has made a hit, not just in Hollywood and New York, but in all the big and little towns in between. Now, I'd like to have you meet Merton of the movies. Merton is played by Mickey Rooney and Phyllis by Judy Garland. Here's the curtain for the first act. You swine! You dog! Push your attentions on Miss Breathwaite, will you? Well, take that! And that! And that! Don't be alarmed, ladies and gentlemen. 
the blood-curdling battle which just took place was fought by a young grocery clerk named Merton Gill and a clothing store dummy, with a dummy coming off second best. Merton often engages in these bouts, usually in the back room of the Simsbury General Store. There, on the store's time, Merton indulges in his favorite fancy, pretending that he's a motion picture star. Yes, Merton is definitely movie-struck. Now, in the storeroom, he stands over his fallen foe, the dummy. Well, have you had enough? Ha, 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 ha. I thought so. Now, get on your feet and don't ever show your face around here again. Go on, get. Well, Miss Brethwaite, I guess we've seen the last of Smiling Jack for a while. And now, Miss Brethwaite, ma'am... Merton! If you all could see your way clear to marrying up with me, why, I Merton. would... Oh, 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 yes, yes, Mr. Gashwiler. How many times do I have to call you? What are you doing back here in the storeroom? Why, why nothing, Mr. Gashwiler. I was just Did you to... stack up those cans that came in this morning like I told you? Uh, no, sir, not Better yet. Get a move on. Uh, yes, sir. Say, what's that dummy doing on the floor? Oh, oh, oh that. I'll pick it up right now, Mr. Gashwiler. How did it get there in the first place? Well, I was just, you, you see, I... Never mind, never mind. Get after those cans, and then I got a few deliveries for you. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, uh, say, Merton. Uh, yes, sir. I want to ask you a question. Was that you down in the meadow this morning? In in the meadow? Why, yes, sir. With the horse again? Yes, sir. I, I was just hitching her up. Now, listen, Merton. That old mare ain't been hitched up since we got the delivery truck. What were you doing down there? Well, I just wanted to see if she was still all right. At 6 o'clock in the morning? Merton, I don't know as I understand you lately. You've been acting mighty queer. I'm, I'm just the same. No, you ain't. And I know what it is, too. It's them moving pictures. If you'd stay away from that Bite Joe Theater and pay a little more attention to your work around here, you'd be a lot better off. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what you said the last time. Well, I'm telling you for the last time. You get a move on and start looking for another job. Now set up those cans and make those deliveries. But why not, Burton? Why can't you come tonight? All the old gang will be there. Look, Elmer, I gotta make this delivery. Excuse me, will you? But you never come around anymore. Gee, I should think you'd want some relaxation or something. Well, I'll put it to you frankly, Elmer. I ain't got time to run around with the crowd. I've got other interests. What other interests? Well, I have them, that's all. Hey, you're not in love with some girl, are you? Don't be ridiculous. I got no time for women. Okay, okay. Don't get sore. Look, Elmer, I guess I have been acting sort of funny. I'll say. Do you think that I'm slappy or something, huh? No. No, I don't. No matter what people say. What, what do you mean? What do they say? Oh, about things you do. Look, you can trust me, Merton. Tell me, were you in the pasture this morning talking to a horse? What horse? Dashweiler's horse. Charlie Harper said he saw you with your arms around her neck. What would I be talking to a horse for? Of course, I can understand. I mean, if you were lonesome or something. Could a horse keep me company if I was lonesome? Could any... So long, Elmer. See you around. Got to make this delivery and get back to the store. Then you won't come around tonight? I can't. I'm busy. Okay. Be seeing you. Hello, Merton. Well, hello, Tess. Grocery. Bring him in, Merton. Look, Merton came for you. Oh, what did? Lesson number six from the Hofford School of Acting. Oh, oh, let's see. Oh, gee, thanks, Tess. Oh, I think it's wonderful, Merton. You're taking lessons like this through the mail. I, it shows real ambition. It's wonderful of you to let him mail him here. If Mr. Gashweiler saw me getting this stuff, he'd fire me. Hey, hey, look at this. 
the facial expressions. Anger. Love. Horror. Etc. Oh, I'll work on this tonight. Oh, here, here's something else. Mr. Harris, the photographer, asked me to give them to you. Oh, yes. You, you know what they are? Well, they're pictures, aren't they? Yes, yeah, still to me in different characters. You want to see them? Oh, I'd love to, Merton. Uh, there, there you are. That's me in a Western outfit, taken down in the meadow with a horse. <laughs> oh, that's good. Like Gene Autry. Mm -hmm. A little. Well, it's almost the same costume, but the horse is sort of, well... Well, you know. what do you expect from Gashweiler's mare? Here, here, look at this one. Oh, Merton, you look wonderful in evening clothes. Mm, that's society man type. But here's the one I like best of all. Here, uh, now, look, who is it? Why, you. Well, sure, it's me, but I mean, who does it look like? Oh, well, let me see now. Don't, don't tell uh, me. Don't you get it yet? Of course, it's not a perfect resemblance or anything like wait, that, but it's... Wait, wait, I've got it. Who? Charles Boyer. Huh? Oh, no, I wasn't thinking of Boyer. I, I meant that I... Do you, you really think so? Sure I do. Of course, it isn't perfect. But look, just put your finger over the eyes and nose and, and kind of look at it sideways. See? Ah, Boyer. Huh, maybe so, maybe so. Of course, he's a lot bigger. Boyer, gee, he's a swell actor. Pepe Lamoco, the king of the Gaspar, they call me. The most dangerous jewel thief in all the world. Oh, Merton. You're afraid of me? Now, don't be afraid of me, my shay. Look at me. Kiss me. Oh, oh, Merton, that's wonderful. Huh? Oh, <laughs> it's just a little thing I've been working on down at the store, that's Missy, all. Missy, is that Merton, too? Yes, Mother. Well, tell him Mr. Gaswiler just called. He wants to know what's holding up the rest of the delivery. All right. Gee, I better go. Are you going to the Bijou tonight? No, I can't. i got to rehearse a couple of scenes i got in mind. Harvey Corliss is there in a Western. Hmm? He's got a swell interview in Camerlin this week. I was just reading it. Look. Mm, let me see. I like this part here. See? Uh, hard work and the constant striving toward an ideal is the key to success. No, below that. About his wife. His wife? Oh, oh yeah, down here. She not only is my best pal but also my severest critic. Isn't that a wonderful tribute? Yeah. Success hasn't gone to his head. And it won't go to mine either. Hard work and the constant striving toward an ideal. Well, Tess, that's wonderful. Brigham, what about the delivery? Uh, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. I... I was just leaving. <laughs> You swine! You cur! Take that! Uh, and that! Uh, and that! Uh. Ah, ah. And now, Mr. Brathwaite, ma'am! What do you feel... think you're doing in here? Oh, ma Mr. Gashwiler... Merton, I've stood enough of this. Who are you talking to? Oh, uh, why, nobody. That's what I thought. Every time I come back, you those dummies are all over the floor. Look, Mr. Gashwaller, I'm not doing any harm. How do I know what you're doing? I declare, Merton, if your folks were still alive, you'd certainly be a trial to them. I I'm just studying, that's all. Studying? Studying what? Well, I may as well tell you. I'm studying acting. Acting? Yes, sir. From the Hofburg School of Acting. I see. Well, let me tell you this, young man. I don't want any more studying while you're working for me. You don't mean that, do you, Mr. Gashwiler? I certainly do. All right, then. I'll leave. You, you what? I'll leave. I'm going out to Hollywood. To, to Hollywood? 
Yes, sir. To be an actor? Yes, sir, and, and I'll succeed, too. Ain't likely, a boy from Simsbury. Lincoln walked four miles for a book. Yes, but you ain't studying for president. All right, Merton, if that's what you want to do, then I'll just go ahead and get somebody else. You got much money? $270. Well, I, I hope you make a big success of it, Merton. Good night. Uh, good night, Mr. Gashweiler. I'm sorry about those dummies. That's all right. You didn't hurt them none. I can't make you out, Merton. You're a nice boy, one of the nicest I ever knew. But I guess you're just crazy. Well, goodbye, Miss Breathwaite, ma'am. Someday we shall meet again. Oh, oh, good evening, young lady. What's that? You asked me to tell the readers of your magazine to what I owe my success? Hard work, young lady. Hard work and the constant striving toward an ideal. Perhaps I owe most, however, to, to my wife. She is more than a wife. She is my best pal. And I may say, my severest critic. Across the plains to the blue Pacific riding west. I host over giddy up, boy. Get after him, boy. 30 miles and I get up. Shall I make up your place now, sir? Or is you fixing to go the rest of the way by horseback? Huh? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. No casting today. Try again tomorrow. No casting today. No casting, sorry. Will you leave your name, please? Leave your name. Just leave your name, please. No casting today. Leave your name. No casting. No casting. No casting. Leave your name. Now, I'm sorry, folks, but there's no use waiting around. We're not using any bunnies for Friday. You might as well all go home. I'm sorry. Uh, Mr. Mack, Mr. Mack, can I talk to you just a minute? Hey, you back again. All I want is a chance. I can do almost anything Listen, you want. Listen, you heard what I said. We're not using any extras till Friday. But I don't want to be an extra. I can act. Yeah, I, I can do I most... know, I know. And there's 10,000 other guys who can act, too. Say, if we let everybody act who wanted to act, there wouldn't be anybody left for an audience. Now, see me Friday. Hello, Charlie. Oh, hello, fellas. Anything new on that bit? I was just going to check. Do you want to sit around? Yeah, thanks. Well, how's it going? Fair. I could have had a job at Big Art this morning, but I turned it down. Ah, getting fussy, huh? Nope. It was Arab stuff, and I've been bit by my last camel. Say, <laughs> hey, uh, Jeff Baird was looking for a girl with a voice to dub a couple of numbers. Would you be interested? Am I interested in eating? Certainly. Well, I'll see if he's over on the set. Make yourself comfortable. Thanks, Mac. Hello. Hello. Are... Are you, are you in, in pictures? Yes, sometimes. Gee, that must be swell. Oh, why? Well, I mean, being an actor, have you been in pictures long? I was six years old when I played my first part. Yeah? Mm -hmm. How'd you get it? They were looking for a kid with two front teeth missing. I was it. Oh. Oh, oh, comedy, huh? What's the matter with comedy? Well, I don't care for it myself. I think it's, well, making people laugh at you. It's, it's degrading to a great art. What art? Motion pictures. Oh, motion pictures. You're pretty new, aren't you? Yeah, I've only been in town about three weeks. Have you worked yet? No, not yet. I can't get anybody to look at these pictures. I got some stills here, different costumes and all, you know. Would you like to see them? Yeah. Uh, this one is me and a horse, uh, western stuff. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And this one, I like this one the best. Uh, you notice anything about it? About what? The, the picture, you notice anything? I mean, doesn't it look like somebody's? Huh? Well, well, here, just put your finger over the eyes and nose and... There, uh, look at it sideways. Now, well, 
Well, it helps. <laughs> never, never mind. I, I guess it's not as good as I thought it was. What's your name? Phyllis Wayne. What's yours? Uh, Clifford Armitage. What did you say? Clifford Armitage. That's what I thought you said. Of course, that's just my stage name. Oh. I figured it looked better in lights than Merton Gill. In lights? You're going to be a big success, aren't you? I hope so. Have you got any idea what you're up against? Oh, it's going to be a struggle for a while. I know that. Yeah. Jobs are few and far between these days. Take the case of my pop. He's an old-timer in this business. Last month, he got a job in a mountaineer picture, but they wouldn't stand for the crepe hair, so he had to go and raise a garden. A, a garden? A beard. Oh, oh, a beard, a garden, yeah. <laughs> sure. He spent four whole weeks raising it, and what happened? He gets a half day's work and a revenue or shoots him dead, so he's out. He spends two more weeks trying to rent the garden. Nobody will have it, so he shaves it off. He still's got the lather on his face when he gets a call. They want a beard. Well, that's just an idea of how tough it is sometimes. Hmm. I don't see what that's got to do with me. I couldn't raise a beard anyhow. <laughs> well, you win, brother. Oh, Miss Brody, call up Central Casting. Yes, sir. 38 men and women, evening clothes, 8... Tomorrow morning, stay straight. Yes, sir. Mr. Mack, Mr. Mack, is that call for a lot of people? still here? Yes, sir, I just heard you say that you needed to. Do you want to work tomorrow? Do I? Sure. You got evening clothes? Yes, sir. Okay, 8 o'clock. Gee, thanks. Do you hear that, Miss Wayne? I'm working tomorrow. Say, Mr. Mack, should I have my breakfast before I come? Well, that might be a good idea. Okay, let's see. It's about uh, 11 a.m. now. That's not long, is well, it? Well, no time at all. Oh, I mean, if I go to bed early, why, well, that'll make the time pass a lot more quickly. Say, is he kidding? Listen, this is no starring part. It's $7.50. Oh, that's all right. Hard work and the constant striving toward an ideal is the key to success. Thanks a lot, Mr. Mack. That kid frightens me. After a brief intermission, Mr. DeMille and our stars Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland will bring us Act Two of Merton of the Movies. Well, here's our young friend Sally, looking sprightlier than ever. Sally, what brings that gladsome sparkle to your eye? Maybe it's the compliment I got today, Mr. Ruick, that makes me feel so good. Ah, uh -huh. may I ask what he said? Certainly. It wasn't he, though, it was she. You know, Mr. Ruick, when you get a compliment from the younger generation, that's news. Oh, come, Sally, what do you mean by the younger generation? Well, I mean my little cousin Susie. She's 13 and critical, especially when it comes to members of her own family. Last time I put my hat on to go out this afternoon, I gave my face that final dash of powder, you know, women always do. Well, Susie was watching me, and when I finished, she said, You didn't really need to do that, Cousin Sally. Your skin looked just as beautiful before. Very nice, Sally. No wonder you felt good. Well, I hope you didn't lose that golden opportunity to impress on your young relative what complexion care you use. Oh, she knows all about Lux Toilet Soap, Mr. Ruick, and how important it is to give your skin daily active lather care. She knows the screen stars always use Lux Soap, too. She's right about that, Sally. Now, suppose you tell us just why nine out of ten Hollywood stars use Lux Soap. Well, that's easy. It's because Lux Soap has active lather that removes every trace of dust and dirt and stale cosmetics. And because Lux Soap is as pure and mild as a soap can be, that creamy, rich lather gives skin the gentle, cherishing care that it needs. Right, Sally. The owners of some of the world's loveliest complexions prove that by saying they wouldn't think of neglecting their daily active lather facials. Yes, and it's so easy to take a Lux Beauty facial. You just pat the smooth lather lightly in, rinse with warm water in a dash of cool, and then pat your face dry with a soft towel. 
Simple, but it works. You bet it does, Sally. Lovely ladies everywhere find gentle Lux soap care just right for their priceless complexions. If you haven't tried it, why not begin tomorrow? Take these Lux soap facials every day for 30 days. You'll be delighted with the flower-fresh look they give your skin. And now, our producer, Mr. DeMille. Act two of Merton of the Movies, starring Mickey Rooney as Merton and Judy Garland as Phyllis. Hard work and the constant striving toward an ideal. With this motto before him, Merton is struggling along the road to success. But he's discovered that the most difficult part of the motto is finding some hard work. His pocketbook's very thin now. For he's worked just one day in seven weeks. At last comes another call for extras, and Merton is on the set, wild-eyed and eager. Every time I turn around, you step all over my feet. I'm sorry, Mr. Waller. I'm just trying to learn you. Well, learn to keep out of the way, will you? Yes, sir. Hey, Charlie. Yeah? Where's the guy who's going to do this bit? I just called his house, Mr. Waller. I think he's on his way. You think he is? What am I running here, a guessing game? Call the office and find out if he's waiting over there. Okay, Mr. Waller. Hiya, Trooper. Oh, oh, hello, Miss Wayne. I didn't know you were on this picture. Four days. That's practically a career for me. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. Been working? Well, no, but I've been making a lot of good contacts. Oh, sure. I had a chance for a part, but it turned it down. Why? Well, it was just one of those comedy things. They wanted me to do a fall out of a canoe, come up all wet with a fish in my mouth. <laughs> I told them what I thought of it, and I walked out. <laughs> Why didn't you take it? At least you could have eaten a fish. Oh, I'm getting along. You know, maybe you're making a mistake. You've got a swell face for... For what? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Hi, fellas. Did you see bad yesterday? Yeah. Thanks, Charlie. It looks like it's all set. Three weeks, maybe more. Nice work, kid. You got another part? Lucky me. It looks like a good one for a change. Two songs on my own. Oh, gee, that's great. Charlie, what goes? <laughs> Nothing yet, Mr. Willow. I just can't locate the guy. All right, then. I'll shoot it without him. Any one of these kids know anything about acting? Hey, hey, that's me, Mr. Weller. Mr. Weller, do you want an actor? Can you read a line? Yes, sir, I can read anything. Now, let me look at you. You're a little small for this. Well, gee, there are a lot of small guys in the world. Couldn't your fella in the picture be a small guy? Please, Mr. Weller, give me a chance, will you? All right, but don't try to make a scene out of this. Oh, no. It's one speech, and I want to do it in one take. Oh, yes, sir, you, you can depend on me. Joe, all set? All set, Mr. Weller. Now, here's the gag. Uh, okay, folks. You walk down to this table here, you lean over, and you put your hand on yeah. Fred's shoulder. Yeah. And you say, it's all right, Fred. The whole school's behind you, and we're going to stick with you to the finish. You got it? I'll walk down and put hand in front. Yes, sir. It's all right, Fred. The whole school's behind you. We're going to stick with you to the finish. Slower, slower. Hey, yes, sir. All right. Roll them. Roll them. Quiet. Right over there. Yes, sir. Watch my hand for the go-ahead. Rolling. 88, B6. Now, go on. It's all right, Fred. The whole school's behind you, and we're going to... Hold it, gonna... hold it. Kid. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a little nervous, Mr. Weller. You don't have to yell that line. Take it easy, take it easy. Yes, sir. Now, let's try it again. Roll him, Joe. Roll him. Quiet. Watch out for that chair. Yes, sir. You almost knocked it over that time. Yeah, well, watch out for the chair. Keep over a little to the left. A little more to the left. Rolling. 88, B7. Go ahead. It's, 
It's all right, Fred. The whole school's behind you. And we're going to stick with you until... Come I told you to watch out for that chair. Well, I, I thought if I... I put in a gesture right there, Mr. Weller. Who asked for oh, a gesture? And... Just say the line. That's all I ask. Say the line. Yes, sir. Now, come on. Come on. Pull yourself together. Let's get working in here. Roll them, Joe. Roll them. Quiet. Naturally now. Just as if you were talking to your friend. Quietly and naturally. Quietly, naturally. Yes, sir. Rolling. 88. B8. Let's have it now. Uh, it's it's all right, Fred. The whole school's behind you, and we're going to stick you with this thing to the finish. Well, I'm not stick you with it. Stick with you. I'm sorry. I was... How long have you been in this business? Well, this is my first part. Yeah, I thought so. All right, everybody, we'll skip this for now. Break for lunch, one hour. Mr. Weller, I'm sure I can do it. I'm just a little nervous, and I'm sure if you gave me one... Charlie will give you a slip, and we'll pay you for the bit. But I I didn't do it. That's all right. It was my fault. You're just not right for this part. Charlie, will you please get hold of that guy? Well, I'm still trying, Mr. Weller. I want him here at 1.30. Okay, Mr. Weller. (laughs) Don't worry about it, Trooper. This doesn't mean anything. Huh? Oh. I take lots of wallops like that every time I do a part. You're not going to let it get you down, are you? I, I'm not down. Of course you're not. Didn't know what he meant, that's all. Oh, he doesn't know himself. When, when a person's making their first appearance and all, why, well, sure. Why, well, the first time they aimed a camera at me, I thought there was bullets in it. But still, it was my chance. I had to go and... I wish you'd let me done it again. I could have done it the next time, honest. I... I know. You could have. The only thing is, it's a long time between chances. Yeah. Sometimes you wait for months. How are you fixed? For money, I mean. Oh, I'm okay. I could let you have oh, some. Oh, no, no. I... Well, just a loan. You could pay it back. No, no, thanks, but I don't need it. I'm okay. All right. Want a sandwich? No, I'm not hungry. You ought to eat something. I couldn't anyway. I'm going home right away, so it doesn't matter. Well, I better go. Look, here's my number. Will you give me a ring sometime? Uh, uh, sure, sure, I'd, I'd love to. We'll see a picture, maybe. Great idea. So well. Well, so long. See you around. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, see you around, Miss Wayne. I, I could have done it. I could have done it. Just, just one more chance. That's all. It's all right, Fred. The whole school's behind you. And we're going to stick with you until the finish. Gee. Nothing doing today, fellow. No casting today. No casting. No casting. Just leave your number, please. No casting. Leave your number. No casting today. Sorry. 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 I just drove around the block again to make sure. Well, that's that's very nice of you. Nope. Purely selfish. I just wanted to find out what was the matter with me. Huh? Well, the last time I saw you, you were going to give me a ring. What happened to that movie date? Oh, oh, oh well, I uh, figured you were pretty busy. I've been reading about you in the movie columns. Oh, don't believe that seven-year contract stuff. There's an option every six months. 
I'm still a working girl. Just the same congratulations. Thanks. Tried to call you one day. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Charlie gave me your number. They were going to use a lot of extras, and I thought you might be interested. Gee, that's very nice of you. Well, when I called, the landlady said you'd moved. She didn't know where to. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. I, I didn't like that place very much. What's your number now? Oh, well, I, I, I haven't got a phone right now. Oh. Well, give me your address, then. M my address? Well, well it's... Ha, 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 gee, that's, that's funny. What? I, I've been living there all this time, and I, I can't think of it. Isn't that funny? The scream. Which park is it? This one? Huh? Which park and what bench? Just in case something comes up, I'd like to know where to reach you. Oh, you, you've got the wrong idea. No, you have. You think it's something to be ashamed of. Have you had your dinner yet? Well, I... I well, I, I haven't, but I'm starved. Would you like to go somewhere? No, thanks. I don't want to... I, I mean, I... Look, have you got a dime? Yeah, I've got a dime. Well, so have I. Let's go to a drive-in and get a hamburger and sit and talk. Is there anything wrong with that? I guess not. Well, come on. Let's go. Two handbikers, is that all? Yeah, yeah, that's all. Uh, that's uh, 21 cents. Oh, oh, yeah, sure, 21 uh, could cents. Could I have a glass of water, I... please? Uh, water <clears throat> right away. Oh, I... <clears throat> Here's my dime. Mind if I pay the tax, too? No, no, but I... I... Gee, I hope I haven't... What's the matter? Lost, what are you looking for? The... Well, I can't find... It was in this pocket when I was... Oh, oh, here it is. The dime. Yeah, I had me scared for a minute. <laughs> Guess it would have been tragic if I'd have had to pay for yours, too. Uh, here's your water. Thanks. Coming. Coming. Listen, you were saying something before about Harvey Corliss. Oh, yeah. He held up the picture almost a week with a black eye. A black eye? Where'd he get it? <laughs> His wife gave it to him. <laughs> Oh, no, no. You must be wrong. I read an article about Corliss once, and he said that his wife was his best pal and severest critic. Oh, she's a critic, all right. <laughs> she beamed him with an ashtray. <laughs> I don't believe it. No? Okay. You'll be the only one in town who believes he ran into that door. <laughs> See, you know, you get so you don't know what to believe in this town. That's right. But all the ideals and illusions in the world won't buy you dinner or find you a place to sleep. You ought to get rid of them for your own good. This idea you've got about playing comedy. Well, you could get plenty of work, maybe, if you'd only... If I let somebody slam me in the face with a pie? No, thanks. That's not my idea of acting. And I'll be a good actor or I won't act at all. You said it. What? I don't know why I bother my head about you anyway. Any guy who's as dumb... Did I ask you to bother about me? Did I ask you for one second to concern yourself oh, with anything that it. I was... stop it. That's an old scene. I've played it myself. I'm not playing a scene. You're always playing a scene. You want to struggle for your art. You wouldn't take success the easy way if it was offered to you on a platinum platter. Brother, you're just pure ham. Do you mind, Miss Wayne, if I leave? And that proves it. Thank you. Good night, Miss Wayne. Good night. Look out for that tray. Hey, something happened over here? Yeah, I... I, I broke a couple of things. I'll pay for them. I mean, uh, forget no. it. That's the boss's worry. See what I mean? You can't even make an exit without getting a laugh. If there's any damage done to the car, I'll be glad to pay for that, too. Someday. Good night. Look, I know this is a great idea, Mr. Baird. 
This boy is very funny, and, and that plot you've been talking about... Phyllis, let's be sensible. Yeah, but he's just right for it, Mr. Baird. He's a natural comic. Will you stop? I direct pictures. I don't run a school for would-be actors. Now, outside, Phyllis, I'm busy. Look, will you do one thing for me, please? The answer's gonna be no. Mr. Weller has some shots of him. They printed them by mistake and ran them with the rushes. Will you just take a look at him? No. But they're funny. Ask Mr. Weller. They saved all the takes just for laughs around the studio. What's his kid look like? Well, he thinks he looks like any one of ten stars, but just between us, he's got a face like nobody else in the world. Well, that's a nice recommendation. <laughs> Fine. Tell me something. Uh, do you like him? Do I like him? You mean personally? Yeah, personally. In person. Well, I guess I feel sorry for him. Uh-huh. Same thing. Please, Mr. Baird. Just look at those takes. What harm can it do, please? Will you? For me? Oh, I was afraid this would happen. All right, I'll see them. Oh, thanks. Hello? Hello, Phyllis? This is Jeff Baird. Listen, I've just seen those takes. Come down here. I want to talk to you. Phyllis, I think you found something. I can't tell him it's comedy. Well, the part is slapstick. That's what I want. I know it is, Mr. Baird. But if he thinks it's funny or if he thinks he's funny, he won't take the job. This is ridiculous. Oh, look, it's very simple. Just let him be natural. Don't tell him anything. He'll think it's serious. Is he that dumb? Well, he just doesn't know pictures, that's all. All right, we'll try it. Get hold of this screwball and tell him to be here in the morning. Well, I'll have to locate him first. Can I use your phone? Go ahead. You got his number? No, I'll have to find him through the police department. Through the police? What is this? When you finish those dishes, I got some more for you, kid. Yes, sir. And then when it comes 2 o'clock after lunch, you wait on the counter outside. Okay? Y yes, sir. Uh, oh, gee, I guess I busted another one. Yeah, I guess you did it. You're not so good for this, you know. I'm sorry. How long you do this work, eh? I never did it before. You see, I, I'm really an actor. Is that so? You ought to speak to the dishwasher on a night shift. He's an actor, too. Hi, Nick. Hey, what's the matter? You don't want me? I didn't do nothing, Mr. Donovan. No, I want to speak to your new dishwasher. Well, what about who are you? Los Angeles Police Department. You, you mean a detective? That's right. What's your name, buddy? Why, it's... Clifford Armitage. Your name, I said, not your resident. Come on, come on, what is it? Martin Gill. Martin Gill, that's it. Let's go, Martin. Let, 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 let's go where? Headquarters. But what for? Don't ask me, buddy. But listen, I, I didn't do anything. I, I didn't... All right, all right, I'm ready. So long, Nick. Huh? What's the matter with you? You want to put the bracelets on me, Donovan? What for? Well, so I don't run away... You try it, kid, and I'll beat your ears down. Come on. I, I don't understand this, Mr. Baird. You, you mean you want me to work in your picture? I just said so, didn't I? Mr. Baird was looking for a certain type. I told him about you. Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> I didn't know where to find you, so we had to put the police on it. Well, you certainly went to a lot of trouble, but Mr. Baird... Haven't you made an awful lot of comedies? Huh? Certainly I have. Why, well, I've been making comedies... But this for... one isn't. <laughs> this one's real drama. It's a swell story, really. Look, son, I'm offering you a part. A real part in a real picture. Take it or leave it. Well, I'd like to take it, of course, but 
this is a pretty delicate point in my career, Mr. Baird. I want to get off on the right foot, you know. Oh, for the love of... Merton, say you'll take it. Quick! Well, as long as it's going to... stop talking. Mr. Baird, he'll play the part. All right. We'll draw up a contract for the picture with options for five years. I'll give you $150 a week. Is that okay? Uh, uh, a hundred and... Oh, yeah, I I guess that's satisfactory. Wow! Here's a few dollars advance. You can give it back to me out of your first check. Now, go on out and get yourself some clothes and a haircut. Yes, sir. Be back here tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Yes, sir. Thank you. And thank you, Miss Wayne. I guess I owe all this to you. I've dreamed about this for years. And, well, now it's here. That's all right. And, Mr. Baird, I- I'm glad you're going to start making serious things. And I'll give you my best. I'll give you everything that's in me. So long, Mr. Baird. <laughs> Tripped over the chair. <laughs> so long. <laughs> We pause now for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. In just a moment, Mr. DeMille and our stars, Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland will bring us Act Three of Merton of the Movies. And now, here at the microphone is our sound effects man. He's about to give you a quick impression of a day in the life of a very busy woman. All right, Charlie, go ahead. Oh, stop, Charlie. You're breaking our hearts. But seriously, aren't those sounds familiar to every woman with a household to run and children to bring up? No wonder our busy lady says late in the afternoon. Oh, what a day. Oh. But our heroine isn't going to let a day like that get her down. No, not for a minute. Let's listen again. I don't know what I'd do without my Lux soap bath. I'll feel good as new in just a few minutes. By all my Yes, women everywhere tell us they can always depend on a Lux toilet soap bath for a quick pickup when they need it. They're making this luxurious bath part of their daily beauty routine. And here's the important reason why. A Lux soap bath does more than refresh and relax you. Lux toilet soap, you see, has active lather that carries away perspiration and every trace of the day's dust and dirt. That rich, creamy lather leaves skin exquisitely fresh and sweet, makes you sure of daintiness that means so much to charm. And there's still another reason why your Lux soap bath is a real beauty bath. Screen stars say, we love Lux Soap's delicate perfume, the lovely clinging fragrance it leaves on the skin. Yes, when you step out of this beauty bath, you're not only refreshed, you're sure of daintiness, too. And it costs so little to enjoy the daily luxury of a Lux Soap bath. Lux toilet soap is very inexpensive, you know. And because it's hard-milled, you can use every cake right down to the last thin sliver. Get three cakes of fragrant white Lux toilet soap tomorrow. Now, Mr. DeMille returns to the microphone. The curtain rises on the third act of Merton of the Movies. Mm-hmm. 
Merton doesn't know it yet, but he's on the way to becoming a very funny actor. Convinced that the part is serious, he's giving his all, and Merton's all is plenty. The boys on the set have, have strict orders not to laugh, but it's a pretty tough assignment, particularly when Merton is laying on the dramatics in a heavy scene. Goodbye, Gwendolyn. Maybe it's better this way. At least it's better for you. I want to pass through that door. I'll pass out of your life forever. Goodbye. Oh! That's well, Merton. But, Al, Mr. Baird, that door was supposed to be open. It turned around and ran right into it. It's all right. Forget it. Well, Al, can you have a thing like that in the picture? I tell you, it's all right. All we have to do is cut the shot just before you turn. Oh, 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 then it won't be in the, the part where I just hit the door. That's the, the idea. Oh. Now, you go and sit down for a while, Merton. I don't want you to get tired. Okay, I, I could stand a little rest. Say, hey, Mr. Baird. Say, hey, Mr. Baird, did you mean that? What? About cutting the end of that scene? Are you crazy? Leave it in, it's terrific. Yeah, that's what I figured. Leave everything in and print every take. I can make up a whole picture out of this kid's boners. I get it. <laughs> Say, we're all set for the club scene. All right, let's take it. Where's Phyllis? She ready? Yeah, right here, Mr. Baird. Well, come on, we're going to take that number. Joe, move them over. On the other side, everybody. Mr. Baird, how's it going? With Martin, I mean. Oh, pretty good. Newbury saw the rushes yesterday. He wants me to build up the kid's part. He thinks he's great. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm getting a little scared. Why? Well, what's going to happen when he finds out? He won't find out. Not till the picture's previewed, anyhow. That's good enough for me. I wasn't thinking about you. I was thinking about him. I'm afraid he might take it pretty hard. Listen, he's getting paid, isn't he? And just for a change, he's eating three meals a day. That ought to be enough for him, too. You ready, Phyllis? Yes, sir. Orchestra ready? Let's take it. Lots of applause at the end of this, folks. Good luck, Miss Wayne. Oh, thanks. You don't mind if I watch you, do you? Does it make you nervous? No, not at all. Roll them! Just wanted, wanted to make sure you know how some of us are all nerves. Yeah. Rolling! 63 D7 Money Money In Cuba each merry maid wakes up with the serenade Money If you haven't got bananas, don't feel blue Peanuts in a little bag are calling you Money, money Don't waste them, no tummy ache You'll taste them when you're awake For breakfast or dinner time For supper most any time Please buy my peanuts. They're here to sell peanuts. They're very swell peanuts. 
want some peanuts later on. Why, sure. Sit down. What's on your mind? Well, frankly, I'm a little worried about the picture, Mr. Baird. Yeah? Why? Well, that part where I come through the door on my hands and knees, aren't you afraid we might get a laugh there? No, I'm not afraid. It doesn't seem right somehow. Of course it's right. You go outside to fight the other guy, he knocks you down. Uh What's more natural than crawling back on your hands and knees? Uh, Well, I, I could stagger back. You know, a shot of me in the doorway. I've been hurt. There's a gash on my cheek. I stand there and I'm a swaying. And then I, I crumple up like this. Ugh! I'm bang all. I'm falling on the floor. Huh? No, no, no. Why, that's corny. <laughs> corny, Merton. You just leave these things to me, will you? Now, I've been in this business a little longer than you have. Well... Okay, but there's one thing more, Mr. Baird, and this is pretty serious. Well? Well, in that dramatic scene with the girl's mother, I I feel, Mr. Baird, why can't I wear my shoes? (laughs) But I I feel silly standing there in my bare feet. I've never seen anything like that before. That, that, my boy, is what is known as touch. The Baird touch. It makes you look smaller. Pathos. That's what I want, and that's what you want, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, sure, but I... We've got it, believe me. Okay, okay, Mr. Baird, I feel a lot better now. Fine. Tomorrow night, tomorrow night, it, it keeps running through my head like a drum. It's a great thing. Premier performance. Phyllis, do you think I'll be asked to say something at the microphone? Huh? Maybe. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Sitting here with you, the same place, the same girl, but not the same guy. Why, I couldn't even buy you a hamburger then. And now I'm sitting on top of the world. <laughs> oh, well, that's Hollywood, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's Hollywood. What? What's the matter? What are, what are you thinking about? Merton... If tomorrow night, if things shouldn't be so good... Huh? Would it hurt you very much? Well, I guess it would. Yeah. I thought so. Well, what makes you say that, Phyllis? Are are you afraid that... Are you afraid that people won't like me? Oh, no. They're going to like you. A lot. Listen, listen, they're laughing at it. Oh, Merton, please. Why, what are they laughing about? Mr. Baird said Merton, that... don't get excited. Just sit still a minute, please. Goodbye, Gwendolyn. Maybe it's better this way. At least it's better for you. I want to pass through that door. I'll pass out of your life forever. Goodbye. Oh! Oh, Merton, 
sit down. Did you see that? They said they were going to cut it out. Oh, he told me that he was going to... I'm getting out of here. They're making a fool out of me. That's what I am. Fool. Merton, come back. Just a minute. Good morning. Does Clifford Armitage live here? Yes, he does. Can I see him, please? Come in. I think he's upstairs. Thanks a lot. Don't mention it. Who is it? Hello, kid. My name's Wahlberg. Yeah? What do you want? I just want to talk to you. Number one, have you got an agent? No, I haven't. That's what I figured. Now, look, I'd like to handle you. I'm sorry. I'm not interested in pictures. Not interested? Have you seen the reviews this morning? Listen to what they're saying about you. I don't want to hear it. Listen. I, I... A young man named Clifford Armitage, the funniest newcomer in many a day. And here's another one. He's good for a laugh every time he comes on the screen. A low comedy face if this writer ever saw one. Oh, kid, you're made. Low comedy face. I'll never trust another woman as long as I live. Huh? What are you talking about? I don't want to talk at all. So long. No, wait. I've got something that's going to interest you. Is it definite you're going to stick with Baird? It's definite that I'm leaving him. Good. I can put you over in big art tomorrow. Well, what kind of... Parts would I have? The same as you had last night. Comedy, that's your line. Young love, adolescent stuff. I don't want it. Listen, kid, you stick to comedy. I'm telling you, you've got the best low comedy face in pictures. It's genuine pathos. Frankly, I don't believe you could ever make the grade in a serious story. But you've got pathos and acting plus. Now, what do you say? You want to sign with me? You'll be working next week in Big Art. Yes or no? I'm sorry. I don't want to play comedy. You mean you wouldn't come on any proposition? That's what I mean. Wouldn't 500 a week interest you? What? No. Six? No. 750? No! Well, you're a pretty tough egg, aren't you? All right, kid. Sorry we can't get together. Yes? Mr. Armitage in? He's upstairs. Armitage! <laughs> Somebody to see you! Is it all right if I go up? Suit yourself. Who is it? Phyllis. Hello. Come on in. Oh, I thought... You thought what? Well, after last night, I figured you'd be sore at me. What for? Why should I be sore at you? Oh, it was a dirty trick I played, Merton, but it turned out for your own good. I wish you could see it that way. Oh, sure I do. I'm, I'm a lot smarter than I was yesterday. Comedy is my line. Oh, I've got the greatest low comedy face in pictures. Didn't you know that? I'm a scream. Every time I open my mouth, I'm good for a laugh. I've got pathos, acting plus. Why, I'd be terrible in a serious story. Don't you think I know that? Do you think that I'm that dumb? Do you think that... Martin, I'm... please. I had an offer already this morning. They want to pay me $750 a week for making funny faces. <laughs> That's funny enough right there. 
You can't take that. You're signed with Baird. Through with Baird. Through with Hollywood. I'm going home. That means you're through with me, too, I suppose. All right. You can walk out on Baird and me, but not pictures. So you've got a low comedy face. What of it? They liked you, didn't they? You've got the greatest gift that was ever given to anybody, making people laugh. And you're not going to throw that gift away. You're going to go and see that picture. I'm going to drag you there every night for a week. And you're going to stand in the lobby and watch the people as they come out. They'll be laughing. They won't be scared and worried for a few minutes because you've made them forget. That's what people need now. They need to laugh. I pulled a dirty trick on you, but I'd do it again. I'd do it tomorrow if I thought it would make you understand it. Oh, why are you such a dope? Phyllis. Gee, Phyllis, please, please don't cry. Please. <laughs> You see what I mean? Look at their faces. I never laughed so hard in all my life. Isn't he marvelous? A great kid, a great kid. You see? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. They like you. They're your friend. And you're there, isn't it? Oh, come on, let's go. You as well, Mr. Armitage. I almost died laughing. Will you sign my book, please? I'm so young. Your book? You mean it? I got all the best actors. Will you please? Gee, I'd love to. Hiya, Phyllis. What's the good word? Hello, Frank. Got anything for the column? No, not a speck of dirt. Hello, Armitage. Oh, uh, hello, Frank. What's this I noticed in the theater? You and Phyllis holding hands. Oh, well, that's nothing. Can I print it? Well, you can say that we're friends. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right, Frank. She's my greatest pal. And I might also add, my severest critic. <laughs> Curtain falls on that fabulous city called Hollywood. And here we are back in Hollywood. Two fine players, Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland, are returning to our microphone. And before they leave it, I've asked them to sing a song together. <laughs> Thank you. This, uh, this play was a lot of fun, Mr. DeMille. Uh, but do you think that things really happen that way in Hollywood? I don't know, Mickey. I've seen a lot of mighty unbelievable things here in the last 30 years. Well, how about a few samples? Well, now, Mickey, reminiscing is a luxury that only young fellows like you can afford. But just between us, I remember a small boy who made such a hit in pictures with a derby hat and a big black cigar that he couldn't get any other part. Whew. Sounds like an awful tough kid. Whatever <laughs> became of him? He finally broke the jinx by playing Shakespeare and Andy Hardy. Right now, he's standing there beside you, Judy. Oh, why, Mickey, smoking cigars at that age. Oh, I used to get through four or five a day when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were chocolate anyway. Say, uh, what was this place like when you first came out here, Mr. DeMille? Well, my first studio was right across the street, Mickey, only the street was a country lane and the studio was a bar. And over here on the side of the Lux Radio Theater, well, Mickey, right where you're standing now, there used to be an orange tree. <laughs> Must be good soil here. First it grows oranges, then Lux soap. <laughs> well, if Lux soap did grow on trees, it'd be a lot nicer for us girls. I can't do without it. <laughs> but back in those days, girls didn't have Lux soap to help keep their complexion soft and smooth, did they? Gee, pioneering must be awful. Mm, you mean way back in, in 1912 BLS? That's before Lux soap. Well, those were pretty rugged times. 
Look what the Indians did to my hair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, changing the subject, what have you got on the fire for next week, Mr. DeMille? Next week, Mickey, one of the screen's most popular characters comes to the Lux Radio Theater for the first time. It's that fast-talking girl with a heart of gold, Maisie. The play is adapted from the Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer picture, Maisie Was a Lady. And the stars, well, we wouldn't dare bring you anybody but the same actress who plays Maisie on the screen, Anne Southern. And co-starring with her, we'll have Lou Ayers and Maureen O'Sullivan from the picture cast and Henry Stevenson. All the Maisie fans know what to expect. And I think the rest of you will become Maisie fans next Monday night. Oh, gee, that sounds well, Mr. DeMille. I want to hear that. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's the song that Mickey and Judy promised us. It's How About You from their new picture, Babes on Broadway, and the first time it's been sung on the air. When a girl meets boy, life can be a joy. But the note they end on will depend on little pleasures they will share. So let us compare I like New York in June How about you? I like a Gershwin tune How about you? I love a fireside When a storm is due I like to pay the chips, moonlight and motor trips. How about you? I'm mad about good books, can't get my fill. And Franklin Roosevelt's looks give me a thrill. Holding hands in the movie show when all the lights are low may not be new, but I like it. How about you? I'm an undeveloped alto. <laughs> I like Jack Benny's jokes to a degree. I love the common folks that includes me. I like to window shop on Fifth Avenue. You do? Well, I... I like banana splits, late supper at the Ritz. Say, how about you? I love to dream of fame. Maybe I'll shine. I'd love to see your name right beside mine. I can see we're in harmony. Looks like we both agree on what to do. And I like it. How about you? Good night. Good night. It's talent like yours that keeps Hollywood young. Our sponsors, the makers of Lux Toilet Soap, join me in inviting you to be with us again next Monday night when the Lux Radio Theater presents Anne Southern, Lou Ayers, Marino Sullivan, and Henry Stevenson in Maisie Was a Lady. This is Cecil B. DeMille saying goodnight to you from Hollywood. Hollywood.
May we remind you now that the annual Red Cross Roll Call is going on throughout the country. Join the Red Cross and help the thousand and one activities of this great organization. Tune in next Monday night to hear Ann Southern, Lou Ayers, Maureen O'Sullivan, and Henry Stevenson in Maisie Was the Lady. Our music was directed by Louis Silvers, and your announcer has been Melville Ruick. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.